In this episode of the Distinct Brand Podcast, we sit down with Kelsey Robinson, world champion, Olympic medalist, and photographer. We discuss competing abroad, her journey to going pro, and how she utilizes social media and content creation for her future. All right, so on today's episode of the podcast, we have Kelsey Robinson, world champion, Olympic bronze medalist, content creator, and cat lover. How are you, Kelsey? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Awesome. Happy to have you. Um, I think, you know, to kind of kick everything off, we'd love to hear from you a little bit about yourself, kind of give, you know, a short version of your story, who you are, your journey all the way through the Olympics, as well as your, you know, focus outside of that, too. Yeah, well, like you said, I'm Kelsey Robinson. Um, I'm a professional volleyball player, and I have been playing pro now for the last um, about seven years. And um, if you don't know about professional volleyball, which I think a lot of people in America don't really have a concept of what we do, um, basically, we have to go play professionally overseas because there isn't a league in America. So um, the last seven years I've been playing in leagues in I played in China for two years. I've played in Italy for two years. Um, and then I played in Turkey the last three seasons. Um, and so you just kind of have to go overseas, find leagues in Poland, Russia, um, all over um, for about six to eight months. And then I come back to America and then I play for the national team for the remaining four months. So in volleyball, we don't really have an off season. Um, it's kind of just go, go, go. And so um, I was planning to have a little break after the Olympics, but that was postponed um, until next year due to COVID. Um, so we've had kind of a little break right now, and it's been amazing for me um, just to kind of dive into my life outside of volleyball and just kind of pursue um, my hobbies or my passion projects and have those other things that really balance me out when I'm in a season and it's grind time and you haven't seen your family in however many months and you're just, you know, you've been overseas for a while and um, I think it's really important to have those projects and those hobbies that you love outside of the sport you play. Um, but yeah, and now I'm living in Manhattan Beach in California and the national, national team trains in Anaheim, California. So that's kind of like a little bit of what my life looks like right now. Uh, that's, that's awesome. And I think the overseas aspect is so interesting, right? Living abroad in all these different countries. What has that kind of taught you you know, being an American and, and living in all these other cultures, you know, what have you kind of learned, you know, about yourself and, and what you like? Yeah, I think uh, when I was 22 um, and deciding, okay, what do I want to do next? Do I want to play volleyball professionally or do I want to go get kind of a real world job? And um, it was a scary decision because I knew kind of what that would look like eight months abroad and not having a lot of time with my family or loved ones. And um, I decided to kind of take that leap and I had never really traveled outside of America. So I really didn't know what to expect. And my first professional season was in China, which um, again, if you don't know about volleyball, uh, the Chinese league is, it's tough to play in. It's, uh, it's a great league. It's super competitive, but I think, um, you know, China, it's kind of like a 180 from America. It's just totally different. And when you're 22 and it's your first experience, you're just like kind of thrown into the wolves and got to figure it out. Um, but I think it's an experience that everyone should have, whether that's traveling or going to play pro somewhere or 
just leaving America, I think it gives you an appreciation for what we have. And it also just, it made me grow up faster. You know, I had to figure things, I was completely alone. I had to figure things out on my own. I had to figure out how to get groceries in an, another grocery market, which is always the hardest task wherever you go overseas. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is and I need to Google translate somehow and figure this out. Um, but yeah, I remember when I was in China, I had an apartment where the water wasn't the best and it was kind of grimy and stuff like that. And so after practice, I would go to the 7-Eleven underneath my store or underneath my apartment and I would get like gallons of water and I would, that's how I would like bathe myself. And, God. you know, I'm 22 and I'm just like figuring these things out. And so, um, I think one of my teammates told me that she was like, I think you're one of the most adaptable people I've ever met just because <laughs> my parents kind of taught me to like put my head down and work for the things I want. And so, um, no, I just, I've been so grateful for the experiences I've had and it really gives you an appreciation for other cultures and other people and how the big picture is, is that we all get along and we all work to be better people and we all try to help and support each other. And so I think I've just had that perspective from going overseas. No, a hundred percent. I think you talk, you talk about there where you had to grow up very fast. You had to learn, you know, how to do all these, you know, different, what we take as probably very simple tasks. You had to learn how to do them in all these different cultures and these different languages, which forced you to grow up fast and, you know, made you very adaptable. So how important would you say those experiences have been to you also figuring out like the things that you like personally outside of volleyball, you know, being exposed to all these different cultures, have they played key roles and you, you know, developing your hobbies and who you want to be outside the sport? A hundred percent. I think when I was in college and my whole life, like leading up until playing pro, I was Kelsey, the volleyball player. Like that's, I felt like I found value or I felt like other people only had value in that from me if that makes sense, like that was their expectation of me was that I was a volleyball player or, you know, me winning gave value in some way. Um, or it, I just identified myself as a volleyball player. And I think when you, when I went overseas and was pro and completely alone for a lot of my experiences or, um, you know, didn't see my family for a while, didn't see my friends and you miss out on so much. You miss out on like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, like funerals, weddings, like you, you miss a lot of things. And so you kind of have to find your why as to why you do it um, and like hold on to that. And I think it also forced me to find things that I was passionate about and pursue those um, because I couldn't just go to practice, come home, sleep, wake up, go to practice, come home, sleep. Like I needed to have other things to balance me out and to find an identity um, outside of volleyball. And so in Italy, I started writing. I was a journalism major in school. And so I started writing. Um, I was getting to travel quite a bit and because I wasn't in Champions League and I didn't have a crazy schedule. So um, and I was right in Venice. So I was hopping on planes from to like Berlin and Paris and London on weekends and stuff like that. And so I just started writing. I've always been a big photographer and I've always like loved just capturing things. And so my sister was like, you should start putting it together and making a website. And that was kind of the spark as to why I made my website. And then 
kind of from the minute I made my website, it was like, I really love this and I want to share this and I just wanted to grow it more and more. And, um, it's always just been something I loved and something I wanted to share. And then I think it's almost transformed over the years because there's not, when I was growing up, I didn't know what professional volleyball looked like. And I didn't know that I could make money or I could have a successful long career in it. And there just wasn't any information out there about it. And so I kind of transformed into having like a YouTube video and shedding light as to what we do as professional volleyball players for all the, you know, young girls who want to do that and to show them an inside look as to what that life looks like. Um, and just to grow the sport and grow our, grow the game. That's a, that's a great point. When we look at the power of social media, right, it's documenting those experiences and creating content. Uh, obviously, you're a talented photographer as well. So how do you approach, you know, social media when you're looking at your strategy on these different platforms with creating content? You know, how do you go about, you know, really deciding, you know, what type of content you want to put on Instagram versus YouTube, for example? Yeah, I think... I would say Instagram is very much a highlight reel. Like we all know that you're just seeing the best of everything. You're seeing the pretty edits and stuff. And I think YouTube is just very authentic. Like I am not going to film a video and before practice and go put on makeup and like make sure I look great and stuff like that. It's just like, here I am, this is my life and let's just grab a camera and film. And I think a lot of it too is to help me kind of, get better at those skills, right? Like get better at editing, get better at videography, and just to kind of have those skills for when I'm done playing. Um, so I always am like looking for inspiration and I'm like, hey, I wanna make like a Super 8 film, so let's go create that. Or, oh, I wanna try this edit, so like let's go create that. And so with YouTube, I have a lot of flexibility to just like see something that I like and get inspiration and just be like, I wanna put this out there. and I travel a bunch, so it's always fun to make those videos, like a travel itinerary video. That's what I'm passionate about. And then with Instagram, I think I've just changed, like you can see it when you look through my feed, it's like, oh, now she likes this color. Or, no, now she likes this edit. And it's like, it changes as I go and find inspiration. And I'm always taking little nuggets from things that I see and I like, and I'm, I want to figure out how to edit that way or figure out the lighting. And so Instagram is truly like, a photography portfolio for me um but it's kind of funny because i feel like i have quite a few followers because of volleyball and i've really the goal for me at the moment is to transition that to non-volleyball things <laughs> like i i just know that at some point i'm going to be retired and i'm going to move on from the sport and I want to be so much more than just the volleyball player. And so I think it's really important that I start that um, process now. Absolutely. And it sounds like you have a very interesting perspective on both content and, you know, what social media is, because oftentimes we have a lot of these conversations and a, a lot of, you know, athletes understand the importance of what these platforms are going to do, help establish a career, you know, beyond the sport once the sport's ultimately done. And a consistent theme across the board that we even talk about, you know, with our, our clients and other individuals is that's an opportunity to control the narrative and control, you know, what, what people see about you and you can control what they see 
But what's also interesting is that you just talked about now that oftentimes your content that you're posting is sometimes you just taking different nuggets of inspiration and almost testing how certain things perform. Would you say that, you know, the content that you're posting out up now or posting now is very much you trying to sharpen those skills for what you ultimately know what you want to do. And ultimately, you know, what you do now is going to set that foundation for the future. A hundred percent. I think you just like nailed it. Um, I think I was always afraid to switch from like volleyball posts. Like I would sprinkle in travel, sprinkle in a photography, and then it'd be like semi-final final. Here I am hitting a ball and like those kind of things. And just because I, I would always get obviously more engagement on a volleyball post. And I kind of just decided, you know, like, I don't want to post about that right now. Like, of course, when we're in a semifinal or a final or the Olympics, like I'll post about volleyball, but there's so much more to me than just who I am as an athlete. And I want to share that. And I want to give light to that, whether that means I lose followers or I lose engagement or those things. I just think it's so important that us as athletes share who we are beyond athletics, if that makes sense. Of course, you know, we're, we're big proponents of the more than an athlete, you know, athlete empowerment and that movement. Um, and you certainly define that. And how do you view, you know, emerging social media platforms, whether that's TikTok or Instagram Reels or Triller? Like, what are your thoughts on some of these new platforms? I truthfully cannot figure out TikTok. Like, <laughs> I don't get it as like tech savvy as I am and like in that stuff, I just can't do it. But I have gotten like down a rabbit hole on TikTok. And so I tr I kind of try to stay off of it just because my dopamine levels can't handle it. Um, so I just, I really love Instagram and I love the photography and like the creative side to that and the artist side to that. Um, and I think that probably makes me like too old for TikTok, but that's like the truth. Um, but I think it's great. I think there's so many creative people in the world and TikTok is a huge platform for that to allow people to show how creative they are. And there's some really cool things. I've definitely been able to find like a lot of travel inspo. Like we were supposed to go to Big Sur this weekend. And so I was finding hikes through TikTok. So that was really cool um, that maybe I would have never been able to see. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of new things coming. I actually really like reels um, just because it's a little more simple for me <laughs> um, and I'm better at the Instagram app. But yeah, I really like reels and I hope it kind of takes off because I think it's really cool. No, absolutely. Yeah, us as well. When we approach all of these new platforms, there really is kind of that learning curve at first where, you know, how does this platform work? And then it's just incredible to see that, you know, very much like other social platforms, something new like TikTok comes around and it kind of becomes an asset to a lot of people, even to you using it for inspiration, whether you're about to go travel and you can you know, you're able to rely on it. I think that's, you know, really cool. And it's equipping, you know, this generation of kids, athletes, adults, whoever you are, with all these new tools for you. So what would you say then if you were able to kind of talk to your, you know, past self, or actually, even better, let's try this, you've talked able to talk to an athlete now, who is, you know, about to start this journey, they're about to go pro, and they now have all these tools available for them through social media, what advice would you give them, you know, about social and how to utilize this while they start to go pro? Well, first of all, I think if I was 
if I was talking to myself, just to bring it back to that, I would, I feel like I would just be like, don't be overwhelmed because when I see everything and like, there is a, that sense of being overwhelmed or that feeling of like catch up, you know, like, Hey, these people are doing this. They have that many followers. They're this talented at that. And like, you know, and there's this feeling of like, a, I'm not doing enough or B I'm not good enough or I'm not like them. And so I would say just to not compare yourself. I think the beauty of social media is to let, or is to, you know, support people being authentic. You know, I think, we grew up well i grew up in a world where like you had to fit this mold and i think social media has broken that where it's been like hey now there's so many other people out there like me or that i can identify with and whatever like however you live your life and i think that's really really cool so i think just being authentic and sharing who you are um and not comparing yourself to you know the numbers or the stats you know it's great advice. And, you know, you're one of the select few, right, who's been to an Olympic Games in, in Rio. So would love for you to touch on that experience a little bit um, and how that might be motivating you, you know, for Tokyo. I mean, I think a lot of athletes, when they grow up, they, you know, they have that dream. They want to be an Olympian. And so living that dream for me was something that I'll have for the rest of my life. Um, I think the week leading up into the Olympics, like you get to go get fitted and you get to be a part of like Nike and Ralph Lauren. And then you have the opening ceremonies and you're seeing all these amazing athletes and you're in the village. And those are the parts of the games that are like, that stand out in my head of like, whoa, I've made it to the Olympics, you know, like that's such a cool experience. But then I think like the minute, like the first whistle blows and it's game time from then on, it just, becomes a regular tournament. Um, you have to focus, you have to, you know, stay present. I think social media can be very difficult during those times because you do want to share what you're doing, but you also have to focus um, to try to win, win a medal. Um, and it can be really tricky because now the whole world's watching. Um, so it gives light to, well, it's exciting also because it gives light to volleyball, which we don't really get often. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was, so, so excited. We, you know, like I said, we have eight months pro, four months national team. And so for the last seven years, I've been like, okay, next tournament, world championships, world cup, Olympics, and August 9th was going to be my end date. So like mentally I was like, August 9th, then you get a break, you can travel. We were going to get married, like do a bunch of things. And obviously it's been postponed and like many things the rest of the world are going through um that i think what i'm excited about and hopeful for is that if it does happen and does go on next year it will be kind of like a beacon of light for the world right it's a celebration now of us coming together and representing our countries um in a, its truest form of unity and so i think um that's what I'm kind of hold, holding on to, and that's what's motivating me to train harder. 
Right. A hundred percent. No, I love that. The approach of, you know, we're coming together a year from now. And I think you're right. It really is kind of that beacon of hope, that light, that kind of massive celebration that, you know, we kind of made it all through this. And that's certainly something we're hoping for as well. Um, so I guess then as we look to kind of wrap everything up here, you know, kind of looking future talk here, what does the future hold for Kelsey Robinson? Whether it is, you know, in volleyball, the next Olympics, beyond that, with your photography, your your personal brand, what was the future hold for you? That's a great question because I used to be a planner and this time has taught me that you just really can't. Um, but I think it's been a really great opportunity to pursue things that I probably would have never pursued um, had I not been given this time. And it's also kind of reassured me that I have so many other skills and I think retirement is a really scary thing for most athletes. A lot of athletes just don't retire because they're afraid of like what life looks like. And so it's taught me that I have so many skills to go back to and um, I'm not really afraid of that moment, but I, I think, you know, I'm hoping to go for another Olympics and um, I have a few good years left in me at least. And then it'll be time to, you know, start that next chapter. And I hope that what I've done and the portfolio that I've built will set me up for that. I love that. And Kelsey, where can our listeners find your website, social media? You know, definitely want you to plug that. So my website is kelseymarie.co and that is just a ton of travel. So if you like travel and you're looking for itineraries, that's, that's pretty much what that's dedicated to. And then my Instagram is at krobin32. And that's like all my photography and things like that. Um, and then I have a YouTube. I can't remember the handle. I think it's Kelsey Murray. I don't know. You guys can like add it in the description or something. We'll add the link. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you, Kelsey. We appreciate your time. Uh, and best of luck, you know, with everything coming up. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. That's it for this week, and thanks again for tuning into the Distinct Brand Podcast. This episode is available through iTunes Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify. Follow us on social media, subscribe, and leave a review. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode.